Welcome to Far West of Centre, your go-to podcast for all things health-related. I'm your host, Becky Smith, and today we're going to be discussing patient-reported measures. Joining us is Cara Leonard. Welcome, Cara. Hi, Becky. It's great to be here. Cara, I was just wondering if you could give us a rundown about what patient-reported measures actually are. Sure. So, patient-reported measures at its core um, ask patients what matters most to them in their healthcare journey. So we know when we get some clinical assessments, it only tells us so much about our patients. What patient-reported measures aim to do is to find out what matters most to the patient, how they rate their life and their experience of their healthcare provision. We also know that when patients are involved in their healthcare, they'll respond better. Uh, They'll also support shared care planning and really take engagement in decision-making about their health. The way we roll out patient-reported measures at Far West is via an IT platform called HOPE, and the surveys are endorsed and validated by the Agency of Clinical Innovation, and there's two types of patient-reported measures. So uh, our outcome measures are known as PROMs. Uh, They're surveys that ask patients their perspective on their illness. So one of the examples of that is if a patient has diabetes, they can complete a diabetes distress scale. There's also PROMs that look at the overall well-being and the quality of life of the patient. And that one of those uh, surveys is known as the PROMISE 29. The other portion of patient-reported measures is our experience measures or our PREMs. And they really look at how our service uh, is going at providing healthcare. The feedback's private. Uh, There's some protections in place via the systems for that reason. Um, And services can get an aggregated view of what our patients are telling us. So as a clinician, Cara, I think it's really important to be able to get a patient's experience and also be able to monitor what's happening um, for outcomes. Um, what do clinicians and patients talk to you about with um, the measures and what they uh, use them and experience with them? So overall, feedback's been really positive from both patients and clinicians. Um, patients, uh, in a few stories that we've had and gotten back, they've come back with no one's asked me that before and I think that really goes to the core of what we're aiming to do it gets it's asking patients what matters most to them and as we know like I said in terms of a clinical assessment we can take a patient's blood pressure and we can look at all those really important clinical Mm. assessments but when we ask them questions that really looks at how their health care or how their illness is affecting their quality of life Um, that's when we get to the core of how we can actually holistically care for these patients. Um, Clinicians also have had really positive feedback. So without knowing it, clinicians ask these questions most of the time where they're just not getting the data that uh, patient-reported measures allows them to. So overall, I think clinicians have been really welcoming, um, especially in today's uh, society and healthcare society that, you know, capacity is a really big thing. Um, they really welcomed it. It, it. We've had some really good feedback. I can imagine too with clinicians and also patients, you know, sometimes that there's not actually, uh, because they don't have a validated tool or something that actually is a consistent way of being asked those questions. Do you get any feedback from people saying, you know, I actually didn't realise patients specifically that, you know, the intervention, I, I didn't think it was actually working until I got back and had a look at, at what I'd answered before? Yeah, and I think that's 
one of the most important parts of patient reported measures is that the patient can actually see their improvements over time. Um, just generally, I think when patients are improving and it might not be at the time that they want to improve, um, they don't always see that as an improvement. They think they're not getting any better or they're getting better too slowly. And so the ability with patient reported measures in a system um, of hope, in the system of hope, um, it actually allows them to have a look at graphs and reports um, and the clinicians do openly show the patients those graphs to say, this is where you were um, in a, and after a couple of months, this is where you are now. So uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing benefit that the patients can actually visualise as well. So talking about the HOPE platform uh, a little bit earlier, um, can you tell us a bit more about that IT platform and how it works? Yeah. So uh, HOPE system is actually known as the Health Outcomes and Patient Experience platform. Uh, it was created by eHealth. Um, it is a web-based platform, so you can log on uh, to the web um, and have a look at it at Engage New South Wales. Um, clinicians use that platform to basically do all of the work for patient reported measures. They can allocate surveys, they can view the results uh, and have a look at the reports. Um, one thing that's been quite exciting this year is that it has integrated with our electronic medical record system um, at the LHDs that happened for Far West in April. Um, that's been uh, a big breakthrough for not only the clinicians that are using HOPE, but clinicians across the LHD. So what any clinician can do now is go and find a patient in the electronic medical record and navigate down to the HOPE uh, button and have a look at the survey results for that patient. They don't need to be a HOPE user to have mm -hmm. that access. Um, and that's another aim that the program wanted to have is that we want patient reported measures to be so important in a patient's journey that it's not just seen at the point of care where the patient reported measures is delivered. So one of the examples we've had is that a patient can come in uh, and, and be allocated a survey via the clinician that sees them for that illness. But then if they present to ED, the medical officer at the time can also have a look at those, those results. We've got some really good feedback as well from clinicians um, to say that it's helpful that we're, they're not having to scroll through documentation or referral lists mm. when they're looking at outcome measures. They're actually able to go and navigate it and, and see it for themselves. So that's been really uh, a really integral part of making uh, patient reported measures um, important across the healthcare journey. So if I'm a clinician and I want to set up a service and use patient reported measures and the HOPE platform, um, what are some of the things I need to consider and are there any um, go-to points that you'd like to tell our listeners today? Sure. So in terms of rolling it out towards the LHD, we have to make sure that the surveys are in the system and validated as mm -hmm. well as endorsed at uh, state level by the Agency of Clinical Innovation. So once that's all approved, uh, it's then on to myself working with that clinician to see how it best fits in their clinic or their service. Um, I really do the what, how, why, and when. Um, are they undertaking any outcome measures already? What do they want to get out of these outcome measures? Uh, how do the patients come in? Um, all of those important sort of overall project ideals we have a look at first. We that's And that's part of the scoping that I deliver. We then have a look at training and education of the HOPE platform, as well as the patient reported measures overall. And that's 
really important if a service hasn't collected outcome or experience measures. Um, it is a change and that's something that we really strive to adopt into normal practices. Mm. Um, that The training can be done virtually, it can be done face-to-face, it just depends on the clinician or the manager's preferences. Um, it's also important that hope and patient reported measures isn't an installation, it's really an implementation. So as much as I'm there at delivering training and education, I will always circle back and I will come back over uh, to the clinicians, to the managers, see what's working and what's not. Um, that's really important to make sure it's business as usual and also to ensure that the clinicians having a look at other features of HOPE, um, such as the reporting and the dashboards, that's not always delivered in that first start of um, the HOPE training. Um, HOPE's also constantly changing. So we're mm. only at a phase two of a three-phase program delivered by uh, Agency of Clinical Innovation. So it makes sense that I'm constantly helping clinicians um, in the evolving portion of hope and patient reported measures. Great, thank you. So it sounds like that um, the local health uh, districts utilise this um, program in hope and the patient reported measures at this point in time. Are there any other areas in health that can come on to hope or use patient reported measures? Uh, short answer is no. But the long answer is ultimately agency of clinical innovation endorse, validate and scope the locations and the surveys. So they will give an idea of what location or service is going next. Um, they initially started with the leading better value care cohorts, uh, then integrated care and have gradually expanded to include other areas in health. And the ACI are going to really quicken that process up for us in, and hopefully over 2024 and 2025 we'll have some better clarity on how services can come onto HOPE a bit quicker. Um, but ultimately in using patient reported measures any service can incorporate that in terms of their current model or their workflow. They don't have to be an endorsed cohort just to use the HOPE platform. Um, we can capture surveys elsewhere and I am happy to always work with any services or clinicians that, that wish to um, use patient reported measures in that, that, that realm. What have clinicians and patients thought of HOPE and the patient reported measures so far? We've had some really good feedback, um, all positive. So in Far West, we've got a, over 20 locations that are currently live with HOPE and over 500 patients at it. Clinicians find HOPE really easy to use um, since integration with our electronic medical record, that's made it even easier for clinicians to access as well as document. Uh, patients find it super easy to use as well. So HOPE has the ability to allow patients to complete surveys on their own devices. So we can actually send a link to their mobile phone or an email address. They can complete it at home if they like. But we also have um, with those locations, they all have an iPad and they can, the patients can complete the surveys on the iPad as well. I think clinicians overall find the patient reported measures quite valuable. Um, the positive feedback's been great to hear and we're looking forward to rolling it out to other services in the future. So for our listeners today, Cara, what would be your takeaway messages um, for the patient reported measures cohort? Patient reported measures really looks at what matters most to the patient. That's so important for our patients, but also our clinicians. They can see what they're delivering. Is it working? It promotes value-based healthcare across our health service. 
And the Hope platform is an amazing IT system that allows all that to be captured, reviewed, and really digested across the healthcare system. So we like to get to know our clinicians or project officers here at the podcast. What actually brought you to Far West and why your professional background? So interesting fact about me, I'm what what they call an A grader for Broken Hill. So I was born and bred in Broken Hill. I've done all my study here. Um, I chose becoming or, or leaning into project management because ultimately it, it suits my skill sets. I like organisation. Um, I like educating our clinicians, but I also really see the value in patient reported measures. I know that it's a system and a program that delivers great healthcare promotion across the service. Uh, and I really enjoy being part of the integrated care team. What is um, the best thing about living in Far West? And if somebody was interested in moving out here, what advice would you give them? The best thing about living in the Far West. So I'm a mum and the work-life balance is real. There is no hour commute. There is no driving between four different sports activities after work and school that takes two hours. It's five to six minute drive to pick my child up from school um, and a two minute drive back home. So work-life balance is real. Um, The friendly faces is also really important here. You know or you know of someone else that's you know walking down the street. Um, I think for anyone thinking about a tree change or a desert change out at Far West, I think do it. Uh, What have you got to lose? I think for anyone that's possibly living in a metro site uh, Far West is very different and that's actually a really positive thing. Um, but also in terms of healthcare, there's so much that you would be able to experience here in a profession that you probably wouldn't see or experience in a metro site um, and that can only build your skills and experience. So I think um, definitely if you're on the fence about it, uh, jump out into the desert. So how would people get to know more about uh, the Patient Reported Measures program, Cara? Uh, They could head to the ACI Patient Reported Measures website um, or contact their clinician at the Far West LHD. Here at our podcast, we like to ask our clinicians uh, about a Far West fun fact. Have you prepared anything for us today, Cara? I have. So did you know that the reason Broken Hill is on Central Standard Time is because back in the day, the only direct rail link from Broken Hill was with Adelaide. Well, there you go. That is definitely a fun fact. That's all from us today on this episode of Patient Reported Measures. We hope that you found this discussion informative and our next episode is going to be on the wellbeing in reach health nurse positions. Stay tuned for more of our episodes on the various health topics. Until next time, take care of yourself and don't forget to prioritise your health. Please consult your healthcare professional for a further advice on your individual needs as required.